Touchdowns. Your host, Jonathan. We got Coach Peyton back and also the Elevator Man, a.k.a. Caleb. This week we're going to talk about this past game's, uh, or past week's games, the standings in the East and West right now, the players of the week, game of the week to look forward to this week, along with other games, as well as we discuss the targeting rule um, at the end of the podcast. Uh, so we'll open up the floor. What game stuck out to y'all the most? Uh, the game that stuck out to me was uh, Arkansas-Mississippi State. Uh, the biggest upset, I think, for years for Arkansas, considering they hadn't won in 20-something games, an SEC game. It's amazing that Mississippi State came out flat, and Arkansas was all riled up, and they came out with the W. They did. They handed Mike Leach's first SEC loss after he upset the Tigers down in Baton Rouge. Well, I'd say uh, my game was Ole Miss versus Kentucky. Great shootout. A lot of fun to watch. Um, you know, looking at it, hate how it ended, where it was on a extra point that decided the game and how those players competed for that to be the way it ended. But, guys, it, it was a great shootout. Lane Train coming out, doing what he does best with his offense. Kentucky coming out. Terry Wilson putting on a show, I felt like. And the run game really being there for Kentucky. Uh, the guy sitting there show, showboating, throwing up them, that peace sign, getting mm-hmm. hogged down. you got to finish the drill if, if you want to win. But looking at it, guys, that was the game for me that really stood out. It was, it was fun to watch all the way down to the wire. But, again, hate how it ended to see it just end on a extra point that was missed and missed bad by the way it was so that that was mine i am looking forward to these next week of good competitive sec football yeah i think my game of the week um i had to go back to my prediction that i predicted right and you two clowns picked auburn to win in athens looks like you uh, really that game. yeah you knew more uh I think uh, Georgia submitted itself. Um, there's a lot of hype right now around the Florida Gators. Um, Auburn's definitely a, a top-notch program in the West. And for Georgia to come out at home, take care of business against Auburn and beat them by uh, three scores, um, didn't even let Bo Nix and the offense get in the end zone. Didn't even give Bo Nix a chance to throw the ball, really. It felt like good night. Man. That defense was all over the place. So, to go into that, um, I think Georgia, I mean, they're, they're going to keep going, going strong. Uh, you know, I got them right now, like I said at the beginning of the season, going to Atlanta and winning. Um, right now, the East standing sitting Florida, Tennessee, and Georgia all undefeated. The rest of the East hasn't gotten a win yet this year. Um What's that? I said, wow. I didn't even realize that stat. Yep. Uh, Kentucky hasn't won. South Carolina hasn't won. Mizzou hasn't won. And Bandy has not won yet. Um, I mean, just looking at uh, Jonathan's recruiting rankings, the classes going on right now, Georgia, on paper, is the most talented team in the SEC. Just they, based off recruits, right? Yeah. They, either, they're, they have a 1.75, basically an average of all four years. So they're either 
class one or two for the last four years. Um, so that's why they beat Auburn. I mean, Auburn right now is averaging about 9.75. They usually get a top ten inside the top ten, but not inside the top five. Wow. Um, so, yeah, it, it, I mentioned the East. Um, you know, you got Florida, Tennessee, and Georgia all undefeated. But then over in the West, there's only one undefeated team right now, and that's Alabama Crimson Tide. Um, with everybody else at one and one, only one game back. The West is still wide open, whereas there's a two-game gap for my Kentucky Blue in the East. Mm-hmm. Like I said at the beginning of the year, I think there are going to be no undefeated teams in the SEC. It's going to be really difficult to go out there, game in, game out, and win. So, I mean, if there is an undefeated team, that's even more power to them to come out week in and week out and win every single game. Even if you have an easier schedule, per se, it's not easy in the SEC. No, it's not. In looking at it, guys, with, with the East, it, it's very it's, it's a two-team stack right now. I think Tennessee has established itself as being the not top – tier program right now but they're climbing on that way with Jeremy Pritt again guys Jeremy has only been there two years and he's recruiting well he's getting the team to play with fire um, I think he is the best hire since Phil Fulmer like we've said back in this podcast he has come out and he's got the team motivated going after it getting better but they got some more recruiting work to do and when they can get that talent in where they're matching Florida and Georgia I think it will be those top three competing for it every year, kind of like we see with the West. It's usually who? Alabama, LSU, and Auburn competing for the West spot. And it's normally ends up being Alabama, but Auburn or LSU will sneak in there sometimes. I feel like that's what we're about to see with the East. It's going to be Florida, Georgia, and Tennessee competing for those spots every year until uh, Kentucky can find a way to get the recruits um, or Mark Stoop goes to another program, tries to help it out. I don't I don't see anybody from the East except those three competing for that spot. I got you. So, hypothetically, um, of these four teams, who do you think has the best chance to stay undefeated? Uh, <laughs> are we talking about from the East or from the, I'm talking or about the, the all four? All four. All four, Alabama. Alabama's got so? the best chance. I think Florida's got the best chance. I don't think they play Bama. They don't uh, play Auburn. They don't play Auburn. They do play LSU. And they got to play. And they play Georgia, which and is. But I'll say this. I mean, look look who Alabama has to face. They just have to face Georgia. Now, granted, they have to play Auburn. Auburn looks a little weak right now. They do. How they were. Play Arkansas, too. They, they Uh-oh. Arkansas. I'll tell you what. Uh, we'll, we'll talk about that in a minute. Pig suey. But looking at it, I think Alabama's got the – a better road. Now, granted, they have to play Tennessee, but Tennessee is going to be playing Florida and Georgia before that time. And looking at it, they just they got Auburn kind of while they're down right now. So I think Alabama's got the easiest road ahead of them. Georgia's got to come out and play Tennessee next week. Um, then they got to play uh, – who, who's uh, Florida got? They got a and I don't think a and M's as hot as everybody's giving them credit, credit for. Mm-hmm. Um, but – we got that cocktail party coming up real soon, and I think that will decide the East. Yeah, I think you're right about that. It has for a while now. <laughs> All right, so out of these 
unbeaten teams, Kentucky, South Carolina, Mizzou, and Vandy. Who do you think gets their first win? Uh, who's? I think South Carolina does because South Carolina and Vandy got to play each other next week. <laughs> um, now, yes. I will say this. The best thing about Vandy's season so far was the helmet designs they had uh, this past Saturday. Went old school with the with the city in the background again. And for throwing out rewards, I think they had the best unis of the week. Looked real classy, looked nice. Didn't pay off for them, but at least they got style and they're showing that they're trying to do something to get recruits. But um, I think out of those four, I think South Carolina's got the best chance with playing Vandy. I think they, they get that win. Maybe their only win. Wouldn't be surprised if I saw Mizzou get a win against LSU. I don't think it'll happen, but I'm, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, I don't know if Mizzou goes um, into Baton Rouge and wins. We also didn't think Mississippi State would do it. But Mississippi, it's true. Mississippi State's got better talent. They do. They do. But, with again, with that air raid, I don't think anybody expected them to do what they did. And it's true. Um, again, I don't think LSU is at the tier of what they were last year. But, again, they, they got back on track playing Vandy. Could see them beat Mizzou and – Trying to find success throughout that season. Okay, so now I'm going to shift over to the West. Um, of these teams that are all technically tied for last place, Woo. who do you think goes down to last place in these next couple of weeks? Mm, you say in the West or question. in the West? In the West. Between the six teams that are one and one. Man, that's a hard choice. Um, I mean, right now. History's got Arkansas on their side. But then again, you never know. A&M might end up being the worst. But I'm going to say Arkansas. Pig Siri, I you won this week. I'm proud for I'm proud of you. You're finally showing you can win a game. A ranked now, game. Now, first, now, 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 now can you continue what, 20 that? Games. 20 games and a ranked win. It is, but they got to continue it. They had a lot of help on defense, getting a lot of turnovers off this air raid. That's true. And then Mississippi State's best player went out in the first quarter for them to get the win. Who's that? Colin Hill. Yeah, Colin Hill is pretty good. I think it was even the first drive he went out. I'm not 100% sure, but I know he left in the first quarter. So, of these six teams – you know, you got you got Bama playing Ole Miss. Uh, I think Ole Miss tries to come out in the powder blues in Oxford. I love it in the in the red jersey, but uh, I don't think they get it done. So I could see Ole Miss going one and two. Uh, Texas A and M's got Florida at home. I think I think A and M drops that one, so they can go one and two. Yep. Then you got Auburn and Arkansas. Um, if you asked me a week ago, I'd feel really comfortable about picking Auburn, but you know, now after Auburn's performance, and then you compare Arkansas's performance, I think it's going to be a closer game than. I think it'll be a closer game. I still think Auburn wins it. I know the line on that game is Auburn by sixteen and a half points. I I wouldn't go with the spread. I think Auburn wins by ten, maybe fourteen points. I promise I, I that think, line's going to change. I don't, I don't think they take off with the win. I think I think Arkansas has proved they can compete. And they can get better, but I do. I don't see them winning by 16 points. I see Auburn staying a little close, a little dominant, getting back on their edge, 
Um, they're not out of it yet. I think that's what's being told by the players is, look, you had a bad game. We're not out of it. We can win out. We're, we're still in it. We're, we're, going, we're going to Atlanta and competing for a spot in the college playoffs. So I think they'll still have their drive. They won't fold like we've seen them do when they usually lose a game in the past. But I, I expect them to lose one or two games this year, and I think that was one of their ones. But Yeah, I don't think anybody – uh, even even the zero and two teams, I don't think anybody's out of it yet. No, um, you, you know, can't you start getting to four four losses. I think you can go ahead and say you're out. But this, com- this is what I love about the schedule. It's it's competitive, and you're going to see people compete for a spot every week, and mm-hmm. it, it's fun. You're not going to see like Alabama, Auburn, Georgia, Florida playing like Townsend State or. All these small little programs. Now, granted, I know cupcake they, schools. I, I know they. I know they benefit from it, and it's a way to help them keep their program running. But I feel like it should just be one, not two or three of them, every year. But we'll we'll see what happens in the future. I think maybe we get more SEC games. So well, the SEC's got to play one non-power five. I mean, one power five conference. Right, and I'm team. Okay. They have to schedule it. Yeah, and I'm okay with that. But I think they should go to a nine or ten game SEC schedule now. I wouldn't go 10. I, I'd i be in favor of going to 9. I don't know if I would go to 10. Well, we'll just see what happens. Because, I mean, listen, if we go to 9, then it's more realistically that every college player that plays four years will at least have played against every SEC school. Hmm. Yeah. That's true. Um, yeah. I, so, uh, going forward um, – Y'all think uh, you think Arkansas is going to stay on top of Miss State in the standings, or or do you think that was kind of a fluke? I think I think they were prepared, they were ready. I think they probably sneak one, maybe two more. Um, I, I would I, I would like to see how they do against Ole Miss because here's the deal: they play Ole Miss after Alabama. Ole Miss is going to be banged up, mm-hmm. and that's a good spot for Arkansas to play Ole Miss. Now, granted. They'll play Auburn. I don't think they'll be as banged up as Ole Miss will be against Alabama. And coming in that game, it's the Hogs got a good chance to win against Ole Miss, I think. Now, granted, can their offense keep up with Ole Miss's offense? That's going to be the real question right there. With Lane Kiffin as a coach, I do not believe so. We'll just have to see. But the Hogs, I think, I think they could sneak another one. Uh, maybe against A and M. I mean, they've kept that one close a couple yep. times, even when Chad Morris was there. Mm-hmm. Maybe Sam Pittman is the guy to help them get to the next level. I think maybe they get two, maybe three wins this year after seeing them play Miss State. I got you. So moving forward, we're going to talk about our players of the week. Uh, my player of the week is going to go to the uh, the quarterback for the Alabama Crimson Tide, Matt Jones. Yep. Uh, he went twenty for twenty-seven. Uh, through four t- touchdowns, uh, through for over 400 yards. I think there's a lot of naysayers, a lot of doubters. Uh, I think he was picked in some circles to win the Heisman, even be SEC quarterback of the year. Uh, he's not, you know, he's not listening to the the hoopla. He's getting it done. He's hitting his receivers. He's being a game manager. Uh, I think he had a really good game against a pretty decent opponent, Texas A&M. They didn't go out and play Vandy or Arkansas. Um, they played a Jimbo Fisher, Texas A&M. So, Mac Jones is my player of the week. I think he played really well. Uh, my player of the week is on defense, 
and it is Nick Bolton. Oh, man. I told you from the beginning he was a stud, and he was a stud again. He had 17 tackles in the game versus Tennessee. The next closest guy from Missouri had nine. He had 17 solo tackles? Uh, I think there are 17 total tackles. I think I think he had nine solo tackles. But even getting above 10 tackles a game, assisted or a solo, it's still amazing. No, he's, he's flying around the ball. I just wish his team was better. I, his, yeah, their team's <laughs> not that great. Offensively, they have struggled. Yeah, it's, it's uh, not like the, the Mizzou of olds. No, it's not. Um, guys, my players – of the week, I'll have to say is the Georgia offensive line. They, they, I tell you what, they came out and just bullied Auburn's D line. Had Stinson Bennett not freaking out again, guys. That is a very inexperienced quarterback. He was fifth on the depth chart. Now he's the starter. For him to come out and be as comfortable as he was with that offensive line and have the time for things to open up for him to throw it, he he didn't make very good passes. He. I, Honestly, I didn't think he played that good, but I think the line gave him the confidence, gave them the run advantage where Auburn had to come up and sneak up the DBs or the safeties had to come up and bring try to get some pressure which opened up the passing game for them to sit there and allow the blitz and hold the blitz as well as they did. i got to give it to that O-line. They did a phenomenal job, and those are my players of the week. They were really good. No doubt. All right. Well, moving forward, we'll talk about our game of the week, which is Georgia-Tennessee. Very close. Uh, all-time record. Does anybody want to have a guess who leads the series? I'm going to go with Tennessee. I believe Tennessee probably would be right. Um, that's actually wrong. Oh. Ooh. Okay. Georgia leads the series right now 24-23. Oh, one game. Close. Okay. So, if Tennessee okay. wins this They'll tie it back. They'll tie it back. Okay. Okay. Um, So, what what do you think are some keys to success? What do you think Tennessee has to do to win this game? Well, G-Man's got to be on his game. He didn't look so hot on the last game. But, I mean, he got his team the W. I mean, he only threw for 190 yards. But I will say, they started running the ball very well. They had 232 rushing yards last game, which is really good. Even though it was versus a Missouri defense, you still got to get out there and give them credit. Now, can G-Man help in the pass game? He needs to. And can that defense with uh, Demetri Johnson, who leads the SEC in sacks with four after two weeks, continue to be dominant and get another couple sacks and help them win? That's what we need to see. Yeah, no, uh, I think um, I think Tennessee. Well, what they got to do defensively is they got to make uh, Stetson Bennett beat them. I think they have to right. worry about controlling the line, stopping the run, um, make him throw it, make him use his arm. Um, you know, really put the pressure on him to win the game. Uh, I also think Tennessee needs to find some success early against that stout Georgia defense. Um, they're they're probably the best in the country, maybe right there with Alabama. Um, yeah, I think uh, I think G-Man's got to 
be able to throw it around, make some things happen, um, and just you know be able to manage the game, get a first down, play well, by play. Well, if I, I think if Tennessee has to have a chance to win, um, they, they again, you've got to make Stinson Bennett be the guy to win the game. If they can pressure him and they can stop the run game from Samir White, I mean, and control that offensive line at Georgia, I think they'll have a shot. Where also I think they need to do it is limit man-on-man coverage. Don't give George Pickens a man-on-man look where he is going to win that battle. Um, for Tennessee's offense, for them to stay on pace with Georgia, I feel like Georgia's going to score, but Tennessee's got to answer when they score for them to stay in the game and have a shot. If Tennessee stays with them, in, I think, in the fourth quarter, I think they will have the ability to win the game. But if Georgia bullies them like they did Auburn and takes away and has a great run game and keeps establishing a good defense and gets Garantano freaking out, then Georgia's going to come out and do what they've done in the past and just bully Tennessee and walk away with the win. I think for Georgia to win this game, um, they got to be able to run the ball, give Stetson some easy easy calls. Zeus, I mean, he, he balled out. Yeah, he did ball out. Let the defense play defense. It's in Athens, um, which is definitely tougher. I think uh, definitely beating Auburn, one of your rivals, is always big. Um, but then turn around having to play Tennessee. And playing another rival that's going to be – it's gonna be difficult, but I think I think Kirby's got them pretty focused, um, and just you know keep a level head. Don't let the moment get too big for Tennessee. Uh, this game is the two thirty CBS game. Yes, it is. Okay, I'm just making sure. Um, so I guess we'll roll into uh, predictions for our game of the week. Who you got? Well, I'm, I'm gonna go with the dogs right here. Yeah. I think that they are uh, legit. After, you know, Grant, they had a bad week against Arkansas. Didn't start out hot. Again, finding the quarterback play that wasn't helping them out. I think Stinson Bennett fits their type of offense. Dwan Mathis isn't ready, and we've seen that. And Stinson is kind of the last resort that's paying off for him. I think he is their Kyle Trask, but not as good as Trask. But we could see them doing some good things. But I think the dogs come out on top. Uh, I think they beat the spread. I think they win by 21 score prediction. I will go 42 to 21 dogs. 42-21. Yep. Um, I'm definitely picking the dogs again at home. I don't think it's a. I don't think it's that close. I don't think Tennessee scores that many points. I think uh, Kirby, out of respect, I think he'll hang 35 and it'll be three Tennessee. Uh, last year was a pretty close game. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it was up in Knoxville. I think Athens, though, I think the dogs take it uh, away for Tennessee early, uh, like they did with Auburn, control the clock, run the ball out, um, and let the defense play great. I got uh, Georgia going 28, Tennessee 14. Georgia's going to win this game. Zamir White's going to have over 100 rushing yards. George Pickens will probably uh, – Pickens, I said Pickens. Pickens would probably have about – 100 receiving yards, one touchdown, probably about six to eight grabs, I think. I mean, versus Auburn, I think he only had two or three catches, but they were important catches. I feel like they're going to get some rhythm with him going and Bennett. I feel like they need to get on a connection. Tennessee's defense is not as good as Auburn's in my mind, but I believe 
Tennessee's defensive line and linebackers probably will better. Their front seven's probably better than Auburn's. But we'll find out and see after this week. All right, so the, uh, it's a 14-and-a-half uh, uh, favorite Georgia does. Do you all think they cover? With my score prediction, I think I, Georgia covers. I think they got 14. I got them at 14. So, technically, if they kick a field goal, yeah, they'll cover. It would be 32. But right now, I got them right under. Uh, Peyton, with your uh, score prediction, you got them covering? Uh, I do. I think I think they do, and I think they come out hot. Um We'll just have to see, but yeah, I think I think they beat the cover. I got you. So uh, moving forward now um, to the other games of the week. What what are some games that stick out to y'all? I have to say Florida A and M. I think it, it, it's t- it's another ranked game. T- you know, number four Florida versus twenty one A and M, and it's at Aggie Land. So are we going to see? Really, how good this Jimbo Fisher team is? Is Alabama just really that good? But or is Florida really that good? Um, we'll just have to find out. But you're looking at maybe A and M going one and two. I think they get blown out. The the spread on that game six and a half points. I think Florida beats that spread really bad. Looking back at it, Kyle Trask is hot right now. Super hot. Kellen Mond's not looking so good. The when I watched the, when I watched the offense against Alabama, it looked like there was a lot of miscues, a lot of things going wrong for them. Maybe they got it fixed. Maybe they see the issues that need to be fixed at hand. But for my opinion, I think Florida's going to come out and dominate this game. Uh, my score prediction for that win will be forty-five to twenty-four. Forty-five to twenty-four. I think. Uh... Right now, Florida's going to win. I think A&M does cover the spread. But I got it at 45-40, Florida. I think Kyle Trask is going to throw probably about three or four more touchdowns. He's been hot right now, like Peyton said. But I think Kellamon comes in here. Florida's defense hadn't impressed me after the first two weeks. I mean, letting South Carolina... Own the time of possession in their game. That kind of scares me for that Florida defense. They just couldn't get South Carolina off on their offense. But then again, South Carolina does play a so slow pacing game. Mm-hmm. But uh, yes, so Florida forty-five, A and M forty. I think Kellamon's going to have four touchdowns, probably three passing, one rushing. Uh, love to see how this defense is going to react to Florida. Love to see how Florida's defense is going to react. Can even get a couple pick sixes or fumbles. I don't think, uh, not that I know of, I don't think any punt returns or kickoff has gone for touchdowns since the SEC's been back. No, I can't think of one. Well, I'm looking for a special team player, and I think... Maybe this game will be the first one to get a punt return for a touchdown. I'm going to call it here. I think uh, Florida's going to return one for six on a punt. It's pretty specific. It is, but I feel like it hadn't happened yet, and I feel like it needs to happen. Mm. Let's do. Um, uh, yeah, I think 
looking into this game, I'm going to agree with y'all. I think Florida right here for sure is going to win. Um, but they are kind of like a Big 12 team. They don't have a defense. They rely really heavily on their offense. Uh, Kyle Trask and Kyle Pitts has got a great connection right now. Um, I think – I think. Uh, I mean, how, how bad do you think the Texas A&M nation is going to feel – if they lose to Florida here, um, considering that huge contract that Jimbo Fisher got. Well, they got to be concerned um, because, let's be honest, that's a lot of money. But then again, you're Texas A&M. You got money out the wazoo. Old money. Uh, yeah, but they got the money. That's one thing they got. And the only thing is uh, Jimbo's showing that uh, he doesn't really coach quarterbacks. I don't think he ever coached a real quarterback. Like, you could say, oh, yeah, Jameis Winston. Did he really coach Jameis Winston, or did Jameis Winston just kind of sling it to Mike Evans a lot? Mike Evans played at Texas A&M. Was it Mike Evans? Who am I thinking? Kelvin Benjamin. That's who I'm thinking of. Ah, my bad. He threw it to O'Leary, too, the tight end that didn't wear gloves. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Go ahead. Sorry, I'm sorry about that. Um. Look, looking at A&M, they laid their cards down, all right? Signed a 10-year deal to a coach that has won national championship, that has taken team to a playoff. But the problem is Jimbo was in the ACC. He was? The ACC was not as competitive, or is and always will be, in my view, not as competitive as the SEC. If you look at it, in the top ten right now, okay, you have – Alabama. Alabama number two, Florida, Georgia three and four. All right, that's three teams. And then if you go under that, you got Auburn thirteen, A and M twenty one, Tennessee fourteen, LSU seventeen. All right, a lot of those teams are one and one, two and zero, oh, but it's a lot of SEC teams that got to compete. Right. Then you look at it in the ACC, North Carolina started to get some rays with um, Mark. Uh, I'm sorry, Matt Brown. Matt, Matt Brown there. And he's got that North Carolina faithful coming back, being helpful again. Well, who did Jimbo play besides Louisville that had Lamar Jackson and uh, Clemson? Nobody. That's two games out of the year. That's two games out of the year, out of your season. Boston College. (laughs) Wake Forest, oh, good night. Those Demon Deacons are tough. I don't think they're demons anymore. Well, coming out. Guys, he would sit there and play Clemson, then turn around and play Wake Forest, uh, North Carolina State, not many ranked teams, and it ended up being a coast where you could prepare for these bigger games. But when you're at A&M, you got to play Florida, Alabama, Auburn, LSU, Miss State. I'll give Miss State out there some. and There's not many cupcake games, or, or I would say not as competitive games that he's dealing with now, and I don't think he knows how to deal with it. And you can see that on the field. So, again, they made their bed. They have to lay in it. Ten-year deal. He could, Guys, he could win. I think he could lose every game from here on out, and he's still the head coach at Texas a Oh, they won't fire him. They won't fire him. They put too much money into him. Yeah, I don't think anybody gets fired this year. And he's know. not. He's definitely closer to the front of the line mm-hmm. the, as far as SEC coaches go. Uh I think, I think Derek Mason's first in line, but I, I still don't think he gets fired. 
I do. This year, you think he does? I think Derek Mason's gone after this year. Somebody, somebody, some team's gonna make a somebody. It's him or Will Muschamp. I think one two right there. One two right there. Again, I don't think anybody gets fired. But if anybody does, it's Derek Mason and Will Muschamp. Bill Napier at Louisiana Lafayette is doing really hot, and I could see him being a Gamecock. I could. I don't think they get rid of Muschamp. South Carolina has no history. Well, I think Muschamp's a good coach. He has to play. He has to play the hardest schedule, like every year. He's got to play Clemson, Georgia, and Florida every year. We'll find out this week. (laughs) Okay, when they play each other. They're playing Van. Okay, let's talk about that. The Vandy South Carolina game. I I think South Carolina wins seventeen seven. They go in. They go in. They go into Nashville. They go into Nashville. Hot environment. With all 2,000 fans there, they win that game, okay? Without COVID restrictions. Without COVID restrictions, okay? They go go in to the heart of Nashville with the 2,000 faithful that are wearing the black and gold, anchor down, and they come out and win that ballgame, 17-7. Yeah, I think Muschamp has to win this game. He He has has to. to. He He has has to. to. I'm telling you, if Vandy, anchor down, wins this game, I believe Muschamp is gone. Because his, no, I believe the his, same his, thing, Peyton. His next three games are Auburn, LSU, Texas A&M. <laughs> Good and night. then and then the lane train after that. Yeah, he ain't. He ain't. This if you want to win, this is a win you need. You gotta you, get well, it. You gotta you gotta give some something for the kids to get motivated. Mm-hmm. Now, granted, I know there's talk everybody gets to go to a bowl game this year, which I'm fine with, but. You got to get them motivated. You got to give them a win. You got to give them something to be like, okay, am I just here? No, I'm, I'm here to compete. And right. He do, and he does a great job on defense. And the offense has gotten a little bit better. And the team does look better this year. But it's just too much for the Gamecocks. So. I, th- I mean, he's, he's got them. Like, they're pretty talented. They're my eighth most talented team as far as, you know, on yeah. the on the roster. Look who they have to face. Yeah, that's I know, true. but it's, Oh, they always get a top twenty class. It seems like I think Muschamp's good. He, at top twenty cl- classes in the SEC is not good enough. Again, going back, Auburn, you said is in the nines, right? They're nine, yeah. Yeah, and they're facing Georgia, who's in the one-two every year, and we just saw the butt whooping they took. So That's true. if you're looking at a one-two versus a top twenty, what what what'd you say Gamecocks average was? Uh, they're about ni- nineteen and a half. Nineteen and a half. Okay, and then you got all these other schools in front of you. Tennessee's gone up above them. Oh yeah. Um, Florida. Tennessee's at fifteen and a quarter. There you go, fifteen and a quarter. Tennessee, Auburn, Alabama, Kentucky. Um, anybody else in front of them? Uh, the teams that are in ha- ahead of South Carolina as far as recruiting average: uh, number seven, Tennessee; six, Florida; Texas A&M; five, Auburn; four, LSU; three, Alabama; two, Georgia; one. So Kentucky's behind them. Yeah, Kentucky is behind them. Kentucky is 12, uh, Ole Miss 10, Arkansas 11, Mizzou 13, Vandy And here's the 14. thing. South Carolina is a great program, great school to go to. I mean, they've been in, in the top five before when Steve Spurrier was there. Now, granted, that is the old ball coach. But I just feel like they need to go out and hire a big-time guy. They got the money to do it. They need to make a move for it. I don't I, – I like Will Muschamp. I think he's a great D.C., I just don't think he's an SEC top caliber head coach. I think he could do well in the ACC. I just don't think he can do 
a I, I don't think you can get the Gamecocks to an SEC championship. I just really don't. So you think South Carolina is going to hire a new coach? Uh, well, I don't, again, and I don't get, think, and get I don't a think he good gets fired coach. This year. Now, if he loses to Vandy, I think he gets fired. But if he if he wins maybe two or three this year, does well in the bowl game, uh, and get get some more recruits in, I think he keeps his job for a little bit longer. But I don't see him being there past two to three years. I mean, he was a uh, a miscue, which is South Carolina football, but. He was a miscue away from making that Tennessee game going to OT. Oh, yeah. He, he was. was. I mean, he's competitive. He's he's very competitive. It, it's just we've seen a lot of game management that hasn't been well, even when he was at Florida. Yeah. It, we've seen a lot of game management that didn't go well for him, and it, it's cost him a lot. So, again, with him, I, I just think that they're, they're about to move on, and we'll just see what happens from there. But I think he's a good job. All right, so uh, one game that always, I think, is good every year and always kind of defines each team's success for the rest of the year is that Mississippi State-Kentucky game. Oh, yeah. Yep. Oh, yeah. That, that. Like that, that year with Benny Snell, oh. and they went to start. Well, that was a good yeah, game. That was a great game. That, that That's going to be my uh, not game of the week, but a game I'm going to be watching. Like oh, definitely. The unofficial game of the week. It's uh, Kentucky uh, hosted Miss State. Do you think? Uh, do you think uh, Gatewood? Do you think he gets any playing time, any action in this? Game? I mean, he was cleared this week, was he not? He was cleared, but why would you? Terry, Terry Wilson's doing Ta- a great job. Scary he he ran it really good. He runs the ball. I think I think he's faster than Gatewood. I, again, I think they're just getting Gatewood ready. I think Terry Wilson is their guy. They don't want to lose him. Um, now, good. Now the thing is, Gatewood, I think, is a very competitive. I wouldn't be surprised if they put him in for some special packages. But, guys, I think Terry Wilson is their quarterback. The fans love him there. He's a guy that keeps them competitive. Again, OT. He takes it all the way to the end zone on, I think, his play two. And pretty much gives them a chance to win the ball game. Now, granted, extra point went good, lost some ball game. But he keeps them in that competitive edge. And you can't lose – your captain, I feel like, for a guy that could be better. We never know. We've never seen Gatewood as a starter. So, um, I, it's, it's, so you keep Terry in there. Keep him playing. He's he's doing good. You've lost two, ball, two games to two, I think, decent teams. One good team, one decent that's getting fire and getting – Getting a, a very competitive edge in the lane train at Ole Miss. And then you got Auburn, who's always competitive. But Miss State, if they're going to have a chance to turn this season around, win some ball games, I think they're going to have to beat Miss State. Um, score prediction for this game. The line on this game, by the way, is Kentucky by three points. I think it will be a good classic shootout like we saw. I'm going to go 35 to 31 the Wildcats. Okay. Now oh, you got Kentucky winning. Got Kentucky winning. Well, unfortunately for me, I got Mississippi State winning. I think this is going to be a 42-32 Mississippi State. I think KJ Costello will throw it a lot better. He had three interceptions last game. I think he'll also throw three more interceptions. You think he'll throw three more? Yeah, I think. Yeah. Well, I I wouldn't go with the interception prediction, but I think Kentucky's defense is a lot better than. Arkansas's and 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 um, LSU's. LSU's. I, I mean, he could have just had an off day. 
I think I think Tennessee's. I mean, not Tennessee. I think Kentucky's pretty good. Um, I think their zero and two record doesn't reflect how good they are. I think they do beat Mississippi State here. Um, and if they do, like, I think they can. Uh, you know, I think that gives them the momentum to go into tennis, uh, go into Knoxville, and maybe have some success. But we can highlight that game later. Uh, any other thoughts on the Kentucky Miss State game? Yes, uh, Terry Wilson, you need to run the ball like you did last game. You looked so much better than you did week one. Running it, you look like you were back to form. You were running the heck out of that. Yeah, thing. he didn't run a lot against Auburn. No, um, but he he, he ran it a lot against Ole Miss. That whole team, I think, had over three hundred yards rushing. I'm trying to look. They had three players with over a hundred yards rushing. So they were running the ball over there in Kentucky, and they were moving it. They just couldn't find the win. So, but this is going to be a run team versus a pass team. Which one's going to new age, old age? Right. Um. Uh, yeah. But so I, I like Kentucky in this game, and uh, I'm ready to see. You know, it was a Mississippi State LSU game like a fluke? I think we'll see after this game. Uh, moving on. Um, to the Missouri LSU game. What do y'all think about that? Mm. So, a pretty bold prediction. Okay. All right. And I'm not an LSU hater. Okay. Score. It's it's a 19 and a half favorite to LSU. I think Mizzou finds a way to get their first win. Uh, I really do. Hot take. And and here 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 people can sit there and go, well, hey, you're crazy, dude. Now listen. We're going in here. We're, we're trying to go fast. We're trying to do what they're doing. LSU picked up their stride. I think they played a very weak Vanderbilt team. They gave everything they had last week against A&M and lost. They looked really bad. I think Mizzou has looked better. But I could see the upset being pulled off. If I'm going to go prediction score right here, LSU's going to have to score low for them to have a chance. So my score prediction – is going to be 24-21, the Mizzou Tigers. Um, so, my comparison I like to make, like, Edo and the AD at LSU needs to go shake Greg Sankey's hand for setting up the schedule for him. Oh, no doubt. Because it's like Vandy, and it's like, all right, we played the game on novice. Let's switch it to intermediate. <laughs> I think Missouri is a little bit better than Vandy. It's not night and day difference. It's like going from – Junior varsity to varsity <laughs> mode on the old it's NCAA like, game. Yeah, no, I think I think LSU takes care of business. I think they're on the right track now. They got stunned early. I think o, Coach O's got the uh, locker room vibing right. They don't have the talent like they did last year, but I think they uh, I think they beat Mizzou in Death Valley. Caleb, thoughts on this game? Uh, I got LSU stomping the Missouri Tigers, forty-two ten. I. Missouri's offense has not impressed me. Their defense is decent, but besides Nick Bolton, I don't know what else on that defense is going to do. Uh, LSU, they found their rhythm last game. I think they're going to continue that rhythm. Terrence Marshall looked great, had some good catches. Now, I will say Miles Brennan threw some ugly balls or double-covered balls that he shouldn't have. But Terrence Marshall Jr. bailed him out. But I, I think they're going to run the ball. I think 
Miles Brennan's going to probably throw it about 25 times. I don't think they want him to overthrow it. So they're going to probably limit him. Uh, Missouri, just try to find a rhythm. I, I If it's running the ball, run it, pass it, find your best receiver. Try to get some momentum. It's not looking good for y'all. So we got the upset of the week coming from Peyton to the Mizzou Tigers. Take down the LSU Tigers in Baton Rouge. Moving on to the Alabama Ole Miss game. Um, the very classic, some call it a rivalry, I really don't. Um, Alabama goes into Oxford. It seems like uh, Ole Miss really likes to rock the baby blue helmets against Alabama. And the red jerseys. And, and the, the red, red jerseys. jerseys, you're right. I would like to con- continue to like to see that trend. Um, I could also see Lane controlling the culture and saying, no, we're just wearing navy. Um, I think Lane, against his old head coach, Nick Saban, I think he keeps it close in the first quarter, and that's only because 15 minutes will have passed. And I think it starts getting ugly before <laughs> halftime. Only 15 minutes. Um, I think I think Lane. I think he's gonna you know he's gonna take some shots. There's gonna be some trick plays. He's gonna throw it deep to let him know he's serious. But I think talent, and experience, and wisdom for Nick Saban carries Alabama over Ole Miss by at least three scores. I can see that. Um, score or the spread on this game is 24 and a half points, favored to the Tide. I agree with you. I think he'll keep it close in the half. I think it'll be like a 10 or 7 point game. And then this is where you see talent take over where again, Lane's going to come out with trick plays. I think he's going to get some by, put up some points. I think they put up a little bit more than Texas A&M. But going back to what you're saying, talent will take over at the end of the game and the Tide will come out on top. Uh, score prediction, I think, will be 55, 55 to 24. I, I thought you were going to say 22, but yeah, 24. <laughs> what do you think, Kayla? What do you think about this game? Uh, I got Alabama covering the spread. I got them going 62 to 28. I think it's going to be real high scoring. Ole Miss's defense has not proved they're really good. They can't stop the run. I mean, you. I thought they were the land sharks. Ole Miss? Yeah. Did I say Rebels? <laughs> no. Huh? I'm talking about their defense. Oh, the oh no. They, their defense is not land shark. It is bad. It Maybe a couple years ago they were decent, but this, this year they're bad. But uh, How many times do you think your boy corrals on his back? You know, Alabama did not sack. Kellen Mond last game. Yeah, I'll say that. The D-line at Alabama is not the best. Their linebacker and – Their linebackers are great. Their linebacker and corners and safeties are really what keeps them in the ball game. That defense line – oh, if, if they're running it, you're supposed to stop it. In the state of Alabama, the D-line is not as good as it's been in the past. It hasn't. And in the whole state where those are the ones that get them freaking out, pressuring up and everything – the linebackers are really what's keeping the heart of the the Crimson Tide defense. Now, again, I don't think Alabama is going to have much struggle in the second half against the Rebels, but we'll see what happens. I, again, I think it'll be a blowout. Okay. Caleb, final thought. I will say Ole Miss has two receivers that have done pretty good. Last game, they had over two receivers with a – well, no, they didn't have two receivers. They had 
one with over 100, one with that 92. Elijah Moore, he had 10 catches, 92 yards. He, I believe, is the leading receiver in yardage for passing or reception yardage, whatever passing yardage y'all want to say. Um, but can Matt Corral throw it against Alabama's defense with their secondary and corner being a lot better than what they've seen? I don't think so. I don't. I don't think so either. But I still. I think a flea flicker is going to happen. It's going to score for six. It might not be. It might be like a reverse flea flicker. I feel like something special like that's going to come in, like maybe a receiver screen. And then he chunks in all the way on the other side of the field that the receiver's running to go. There's going to be a trick play. We know there is. There's going to be no doubt. And I feel like one of those is going to sneak by. Because Alabama's a very aggressive defense. Yeah. We we can see it happen. I wouldn't be surprised with the lane train. But then again, I don't think this game's going to be close. I think Alabama's going to blow them out. All right. We'll move on to the last game that we haven't discussed. Auburn versus Arkansas. The Hogs come in. To Auburn. Uh, Gus has been able to maintain his winning traditions against the Hogs. Last time he won, uh, tied in by the last name of Henry was there. Uh, he also has their old head coach, so I think that gives the Tigers a bump. He knows the personnel. Uh, he knows the flavor. He knows how the players are going to react. Um, I think after that embarrassment that happened to Auburn, I think this should be a good bounce-back game. Um, But can the Hogs continue the momentum they have gotten from beating Mississippi State and go into Auburn and upset the Tigers? I I don't see it happening. Uh, Again, I think the Hogs are a a lot better team than they were last year. I think they got a lot better competitive edge. I think they come out and – Give the Tigers some fits. Um, if they can establish a run game against that weak D-line, then the Hogs are going to keep themselves in it. And where the defense seven struggle where they've had success for Auburn is they have established a good D-line. Under the raw, I think it's Rodney Garner is the D-line coach at Auburn. He, he does a really good job with establishing a D-line, and this is his worst D-line. And, Kevin Steele, looking at his defense, how he's called it in the past, he's been able to use his D-line to help them out. Guys, they they could get nothing on Georgia. If Arkansas can establish a good offensive line and a good run game, they keep themselves in it. But I don't think they will. I think Auburn has a point to prove that they're still a team to be threatened by and they can get after it. I wouldn't be surprised if Nick throws four touchdowns in this game. We'll see what happens. Again, with what Jay Will was saying, Chad Morris knows those players. He knows where they're going to be good. He knows their strengths or weaknesses, and he can work on that and establish where we can hurt them the most. And I think the Tigers come on top. Again, the spread for that game, as I said before, is Auburn by, I think, what was it? Uh, I'm sorry. I lost it, guys. It was a... 16 and a half spread. I don't see them doing that. I think they win by 14. Caleb, thoughts? Yeah, I think uh, this is going to be a win for Auburn. It is going to be a struggle win. 
Your offense did not impress me last game. You did not find the end zone at all. You kicked two field goals. I will say Georgia's defense is a lot better than Arkansas's defense, but I will say give Arkansas credit. They had three sacks last game. They had three interceptions last game. They had one forced fumble. And they had one pick six of those three interceptions. So defense is not horrible. Their defense has proven they could play. These two weeks, Arkansas's defense has been the shining spot. Granted, I think Auburn can go in there and win. I think it's going to be 24-21 Auburn. But I think they're going to struggle. I Auburn can't run the ball right now. They don't look like they're trying to run. They look like they want to fake the run. No, they want to fake the pass. No, they want to do something. They don't know what they want to do. Yeah, no, um, Auburn's offense is definitely struggling. Um, but like I mentioned earlier, Chad Morris being the former head coach at Arkansas, I feel like he's got to script the best game plan of his life. Um, not of his life, but he has the most, like, like he, he doesn't have to watch film. I mean, he's going to have to watch film, but he knows, like, hey, I recruited that kid. I know he's a good edge rusher. He's not a good, like, run stopper. Like, he has all this background information on these kids. Uh, I'm looking for Chad Morris to have a really good uh, script for Auburn. Um, you want to go after the school that fired you, too, by the way. You do. You, know I mean? you do. It's a revenge game. You're right. It is. Especially for Gus being from Arkansas, I feel like this is a game more important for Chad and Gus than anybody else. And they want to get after these guys. Yeah, both of them coached. Gus was the OC at Arkansas, and Chad Morris was just their head coach last year. This is true. All right, and so now we're going to move on to our final topic. Our final topic is targeting. I'm going to read you the definition. We're going to open it up for discussion. Targeting targeting means that a player takes aim at an opponent, opponent for purposes of attacking with forcible contact that goes beyond making a legal tackle or a legal block or playing the ball. That's the definition. Well, that definition is very skewed. It's a very, like, it's definitely, it's 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 a gray area. It's there's a lot of it gray is, areas. It, it is uh, one. I think it's a stupid rule. Now, granted, I agree that player safety is more important right now than it has been in the past. I'm fine with that. But we look back at the playoff game against Ohio State and Clemson. The their top safety comes in, makes a sack on Trevor Lawrence, hit for target. And gets called for targeting on a sack. He wasn't aiming for his head. Nope. He was aiming for him. He was trying to go for the ball like you normally do. But guess what? Because he made some slight contact because Trevor ducked, he's out of the ball game. Now, I feel Again, so sorry for the defense. Smoke Monday for Auburn. Comes in, tries to make a tackle on the punter. He gets called for targeting for trying to hit low, and the guy goes low. He's not going He's not going for his head. There's a difference between going for your head and playing football. This rule has been outdated. The officials are not doing a great job with it. And here's another deal. How come the NFL, when they get called for targeting, they're still in the ballgame? It's just a 15-yard penalty. Now, if it's a really bad targeting call where you can tell the other players trying to hurt vicious, then they get fined. But – Here's the deal. One, I feel like, yes, there should be targeting calls. I feel like watching that is important. 
But I don't feel like it – I don't feel like the kids should be punished for trying to play football. You don't think you should be ejected? I don't think you should be ejected. One, it's embarrassing. Two, it, it kills the momentum. It does. Um, part of what I thought watching the game was you had two really good players get ejected. Smoke Mondays, I could see being a targeting one. He hit him helmet to helmet. It hit. I could see that being an injection, but I didn't think he should be injected for going to try to play football. He wasn't trying to hurt the guy. He was trying to make a tackle, and it happened. The other deal is the – what was his name? LeCount. He's trying to play the football. Mm-hmm. You can see that. And he makes contact with the receiver with his shoulder. shoulder. He's leading with his One, shoulder. He's leading, yes. Was the receiver somewhat defenseless? Yes. But he's going towards the ball. And he's going low. He's not going high. Just because the ball's thrown and he goes for it and he gets hit? I mean, that, again, the rule's outdated. Plus, I feel like they missed some in that game. Uh, the one with the tight end, Will, where the Georgia player made clear contact with his helmet. Oh, yeah. He, he went there. There's times where you could see the Auburn defenders hitting Zeus in the helmet. There was nothing there. I just feel like it's outdated. I feel like they just looked for it to try to, one, to get the officials as part of the game. It's an outdated, awful rule. It's bad for college football. The NCAA needs to do something for it. If you're listening to this podcast and you are on board for us, we will start a petition, get everybody to sign, and we will make a statement to the NCAA. Yep. All right. But I will say on my behalf that Roman Harper has said on the SEC Network this week that it's a shame that our amateur college athletes they don't get, get penalized worse than NFL players. That, it, is, it is, that is reps and game film. They are taking away for those kids to go to the NFL. Like I, I Personally, I figure, all right, you go in targeting. If it's not a vicious, like, direct, like he means to, I think you should leave him in the game. Now, I think personally, you get two targeting fouls, you're out for the game. Now, I, I feel like you should give a little bit. That way, the I, dude can. I would be okay get, with allowing that if they were like, okay, well, you get your one. Because like, mm-hmm. here's the deal if you get a personal foul, mm-hmm. you get what? You get one. You more. get one, yeah. But if you do it twice, you're thrown out of the ballgame. Why can't right. we do this for targeting? It should be. The problem with like targeting is you don't know what the player's intent is. So like yeah, there's some players out there that just want to hurt the guy next to them, and you know that sucks. But I agree with both of y'all. I don't think you know they should be thrown out for like it's got such a loose definition. Like if the helmets graze each other, and if he, even if he wasn't even aiming for them, yeah. they'll call it. And uh, I I think that needs to be a change. I think it does need to stay as a penalty for. You know, player protection. Um, but like y'all said in the playoff game, you know, if you're like best defensive back gets called for targeting, it's going to affect the game. And I don't think, I don't think a referee should have that much power. No, they should. They should to pull a kid out who is just trying to play football. And it's and it's more on defensive players. You, uh, it's rare you see it on offense, and it's happened before. But it, it's for defensive guys where they're going to get thrown out of games. Now, granted, yes, we're trying to protect from these big hits. We've seen it two weeks in a row from Auburn where players got ejected. Uh, we've seen it all throughout 
college football where it happens, but the one that really affected me was the college football playoff game last year because when he goes out, guess what? They took advantage. Clemson took advantage of that. Clemson found their stride. They found it, and they were out of the ball game until he got out. And Momentum swung. There it went. So, it's a bad rule. I, I feel like, one, it takes away from game planning. Two, like they were saying on ESPN, Smoke Monday is the game general for – all the defense. He's one making changes, trying to see the sizes for the safeties. And you saw Gus was like, are you kidding me? I probably, I just lost my quarterback of the defense. Yeah. And you could tell where Smoke sometimes makes plays downhill on the run game. He's a really good run defender where we've seen him as a good safety. You could tell they were struggling without him. It looked like they were scared at times. And – the officials had a part in that, and it, it just it's it's out of hand, guys. It needs to be changed. College coaches need to do something about. It. I feel like they have, but the NCAA is real strict on this rule. I don't like it. It takes away opportunities. What if a kid gets his first first game? Let's say it's senior day. Let's just say something happens and he gets his first start, and he's on kickoff team and. He accidentally made contact to the head. You want to take that kid's only opportunity to get a chance in? Hmm. After all the hard work he's put in for four years, you want to take that away from him? Yeah. It's just a bad rule. It, it needs to be fixed. And I, I and I really hope it does get fixed. It, it makes a lot of people mad. You see a lot of people like, are you kidding? There's times you don't see helmet to helmet, and they're out of the ball game. So, I just feel like it's the official – it gives – the officials too much power. They already got enough power as it is, but to kick a kid out for playing football, that's just that's just absurd. I agree. All right, well, we're gonna wrap it up here, but before we wrap it up, I'm just gonna let you know that Tulane plays Houston this Thursday, so make sure you tune in to ESPN to support your local Green Wave. <laughs> Thank you for listening <laughs> to the TNT podcast, and we will see y'all next week. Okay.